Welcome to the special BAM Monday, Monday morning, BAM Monday afternoon, BAM Monday night, BAM. Thank you for listening. We're your hosts, as always. I'm Boris, and here's Matt. Bonjour. A little uh, Monday BAM Nitro for you. A little Monday BAM Raw. And uh, yeah, it's a, a very special episode. Jam packed, full of content, full of opinions, hot takes, little fantasy realm action. But Boris, how are you doing today, big homie? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It is Bad Monday. Uh, weekend was busy. Uh, you know, just, um, just, 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 just getting it out from all corners. It's super busy, but productive, but fun. Even got some mat time in, which was always good. Always, yeah, uh, we got to. We got to hang out a little bit this weekend. That was very nice. It was my roommate's birthday, so yeah, he got uh, pretty cranked uh, Saturday night, but it was fun. We actually went to a park, threw a football around like the boys. Uh, Boris was completely scared of the ball. No, it wasn't his fault, though. It was very dark. We waited too long, and we were trying to play under this, like, the lamp post in the park. And uh, yeah, no, it was tough. It was tough to see what was happening. Yeah, I couldn't see it. Like, it was literally, I saw it leave someone's hand, and then that was it. <laughs> that was until, like, the, Fl- the last second. Until, like, a flash of pigskin is is almost hitting you in the nose. and then <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but, uh, no, it, it was yeah, it was nice to see you, homie. Definitely a, a good weekend. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get enough sleep, but I've been, uh, I had a lot to do this morning. So I, I shot out of a cannon. I've done some TikToks. Go check out the SNME Radio TikTok page if you have not. We're blowing up, Boris. Thousands of views per video. Uh on a good one, anyway. There's a couple misses, and you know they, they can't all be hits. But I, I'm digging the uh, the concept. We have a today in WWE history thing going on, and it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, no, they've been really good. They've been really good, and yeah, it just it's funny, kind of like the haters when the haters start coming out and calling wrestling fake. It's like <laughs> you do know we know, you do know uh... we know, you know. That everyone knows. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I'm going to reference the website The Ringer a couple times. But so uh, The Ringer, the masked man, David Shoemaker, if you're familiar with him, he just he's recently put out a pod. It was it's called like uh, the 25 catchphrases that explain uh, the attitude era or something. It's part of a bigger podcast called The Book of Wrestling. Anyway, so the first line he says in this podcast was like, when you're a wrestling fan, You have to hear it all the time. You guys know it's fake, right? And I actually turned the podcast off. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to listen to a podcast that starts with this. It's so cliche. And honestly, we don't hear it that much anymore. And then I started posting these TikToks, Boris. And I was like, yeah, you know what, Shoemaker? You're right. You're a content creator. You must hear this fucking every day. Because we had one TikTok get over 5,000 views. And people were like, oh, you know if the Berserker tried to uh, actually hit The Undertaker with a shield, he'd kill him, right? Like, yeah, we know. We know what wrestling is, guys. We know. <laughs> and then that, that's the thing, right? It's like just the sheer insanity of it. I think that's what a lot of non-wrestling fans don't understand what appeals us sometimes to it. Exactly. Like, we're laughing with it. We're laughing at it a lot, very often. Look at Botchamania, you know what I mean? But but we're laughing with it, too. Like, uh, it's we understand, though. But, yeah, yeah man, uh, good big things happening at SNME Radio. We're uh, trying to expand, grow, and uh, try some different things, you know? That's all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yes, but, like, you know, like everything, sometimes real life takes over. Sometimes you get a little too busy and uh, try to jam-pack a little too much. But, yeah, this week there's a lot going on. We obviously have all the regular shows. There's a show 
on the weekend that I will be checking out. That's May 7th, this Saturday. It's OTT, Only the Toughest. A nice little indie show that promises to be a little different from other indie shows. Had a quick chat with them on over the weekend. Um, so I'll be kind of releasing some snippets here and there. But if you're in the Toronto area, OTT, Only the Toughest. Uh, Eric Redbeard versus Harry Smith is going to be featured on that show. Uh, and it's looking like a really good crowd. But uh, I'll be there if everything, if, you know, if the stars align, I should be there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to make plans at this point because you never know literally what's going to happen and like, you know, two hours from now man not only just in terms of like the insanity of the wrestling business but just the insanity of life right now i 100 percent agree with you buddy but that's awesome to hear uh, good for you and we'd love to have anyone on the bam program if they'd love to come on and yeah ott in a nutshell is canadian blood sport that's yep. the easiest way to put it yeah exactly and and, and then you know they, they, they're really grassroots. They're really like, you know, about helping the community. They're going to have some community people, some well-known community people in the, in the indie wrestling circles, uh, because, you know, Toronto is such a hotbed of indie wrestling and wrestling in general. So, you know, it's, it's, it, that's going to be very fun to check out. But before we get to the weekend, we have so much to get to and so much that has happened and so much to talk about, including tons of sports news, my friend. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we, let's start with the NFL because it's the big one. It is the main event. It is always the biggest sport. So I don't have many thoughts about the NFL draft, but I did. I did consume some of it. I recommend, uh, again, the ringer. Danny Kelly wrote a great uh, piece grading every team's performance in the 2022 NFL draft. You've seen the draft grades before, but this is very concise, very well done. Lists every single pick, where they were picked, like round 7, 256, you know what I mean? And it gives you uh, an understandable grade. I really like this coverage, and I, I would tend to agree with his take that Baltimore, yet again, stole this draft just go out, pick the best player available. And they have the luxury of doing that because they already have a very complete team. Not many holes in Baltimore. Obviously, you can argue about the offense, but they still have Lamar Jackson, who is still incredible. So, man, Baltimore absolutely slayed this draft. Incredible look. And in the NFC, Philadelphia Eagles, man, they they made some incredible picks and they left with, uh, with a great receiver, uh, trading the 18th overall pick for A.J. Brown from Tennessee, who is awesome. And if you would have picked a receiver that good at 18, you would be laughing. So just in a, and he's very young, too. At the end of his contract, he's only going to be 28. He's 24 right now, and they have him for four years, I believe. So Philadelphia and Baltimore, I think, really come out strong, really won these the, this NFL draft. I agree with you. I think that's a great assessment of the draft in general. Like, you know, there wasn't a lot of hype. I think, you know what's funny? And this is kind of the society that we live in. Like, we're such a negative, fickle society at this point that the appeal of this year's draft was that there was no one really outstanding in this draft, right? Like, that was really the selling point of this draft. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, there. There will be quality players. There will be starters and stuff. But there wasn't that one like Trevor Lawrence was, for example. And ironically, Trevor Lawrence has not really panned out yet. So you never know with the with the NFL. There is one more team, Boris. And believe me, I would not call them out if I didn't think it was absolutely necessary. Because I hate this team, and they're in the Miami Dolphins division. But the New York Jets had a fabulous draft, man. Fourth overall, Sauce Gardner, arguably the best cornerback. They drafted a wide receiver who should walk into the league and start right away, Garrett Wilson. Drafted a D-end and a running back in round two who could both start. 
tight end in round three, who in a year or two is, should be very good. So they got five NFL starters off the hop. Cornerback, wide receiver, defensive end, running back, and tight end. That's a, a lot. That's that a, that's, a lot. They, the Jets had an incredible draft. If these kids all pan out, obviously, the Jets have just fixed their franchise. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing, right? Like, I hope they're – and, and I, I know that, like, for the most part, the knowledgeable fans – understand that some of these positions you can't literally just be thrown into the lion's den year one and be expected yeah. to produce right like corners defensive ends things like that it takes a little while to produce to get to that nfl level because the difference between college and nfl obviously is large but in certain positions kind of like a catcher in baseball or a goalkeeper in soccer you need a little bit of time to really really just stand out yeah, well put, man. Absolutely. And there are positions, wide receiver and running back, probably chief among them. Although quarterback now, if you're good enough in college, you do get a chance to start right away. But running backs and wide receivers, they're the ones who contribute the most as rookies, especially in fantasy football. And that's what we care about the most here. Yeah. But you know what the funny part is? Like, I believe and I maintain and I've never said this on BAM. I've just had these conversations, uh, you know, with, in general. And that is that... You know, quarterbacks, I feel like the Aaron Sanchez of the worlds have proven that maybe you should take a little longer to throw a quarterback into the Lions than into that starting lineup, right? Like, I feel like, um, you know, we're seeing this with Trevor Lawrence now. Like, it's just kind of to the point where he now, because he didn't have that amazing first year that everyone thought he was going to, you know, he could easily be labeled a quote-unquote, like, failure, right? Now, the, the dreaded bust label, but it's way too early. Anyone calling Trevor Lawrence a bust is just out of their mind, yeah. just trying to be hot take internet man. But, uh, yeah, man, well, we saw Pat Mahomes take a year to cook, you know, take a, take a year to get seasoned. We saw uh, Aaron Rodgers sat for a long time behind Favre. That was a huge controversy. His career ended up pretty okay. I mean, recent controversies notwithstanding, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greats of all time. So it, it could be beneficial, but uh, there ain't no patience in football, Boris. That's the thing, right? Like, football has now entered that realm of, and I think, you know, part of it is also to do because of free agents right like you're forced to get your players out there as fast as possible yes yeah absolutely yeah well yeah, there's so much turnover in the league yeah it's it's a very interesting thing it's a very interesting position but uh yeah man nfl draft if i had to say like a plus eagles a plus baltimore a plus jets i agree that's the general consensus and uh yeah it's, it'll be very exciting to see next season how many of these kids can walk onto the field and contribute yep it's going to be very cool to see so we'll keep our eyes on that and obviously you know through the summer we'll throw in some nfl chatter here and there as things pop up as moves are made as teams get prepared um, yeah, you know, from here to September, it's kind of like, uh, you know, that Pablo Escobar meme, just, just waiting for the NFL season to start. <laughs> exactly like that Pablo Escobar meme. Yes, exactly like that. All right, All right, man. Speaking of things that are starting, we got some NHL hockey, buddy. The NHL playoffs have begun as of today. We are here. We've done it. So, uh, I think we got to do our classic BAM uh, strategy, go through the entire playoff tree and hopefully not embarrass ourselves by having our champion get swept in the first round. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> man, that's so funny. But like, honestly, how many people honestly would have predicted it go down the way it did in the well, NBA? I mean, 
Yeah, I, I'll take that L. I'll gladly wear it. I hope I jinx them in some uh, capacity. You're welcome, Boston fans, if uh, I had anything to do with that. But, uh, yeah, no, I was just scared that because of the world we lived in, I just figured, yeah, Kyrie Irving's going to win the NBA title, and we're all going to learn the wrong lessons, as I've exactly. said a number of times. Oh, for sure. Glad it didn't happen. 100%. <laughs> now, you know, it's funny, the NHL, like, I don't know how often I've talked about this on this show, but I'm not the biggest hockey fan per se. Like, I watch it. I follow it. But I'm not going to sit down and watch two random teams play in the regular season. But I just absolutely love and adore playoff hockey. Like, it's just so much fun. It's so different from the regular season. And yeah. honestly, it's like, you know, it's it's. I hate being that fan, you know, that, that sports fan. But I will sit down and watch so much more playoff hockey as opposed to the regular season. And the playoffs in hockey are just so good. They're just sick. They ain't teams. And we'll get into that with some of these series where it's just like, I can't wait to watch some of these games. But yeah, man, it's just so, so, like, so hard fought. Every, uh, like, every inch matters. Every bounce matters. And yeah, it's just an absolutely incredible, beautiful game to watch in the playoffs. All right, Matt. So. Take the driver's seat. Let's get to this. Our BAM predictions, or uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it sometimes. Yeah, the, the, the BAM bracket. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, let's just do it in chronological order as the games will occur. So, let's start with Boston, Carolina. This is a tough one because Carolina has injuries to their goalies, Boris. Both uh, the starter, Freddie Anderson, and the backup, Antti Ranta, who combined for the Williams Jennings Trophy, the William Jennings Trophy, sorry, which is the lowest goals against. Anyway, these are two of the best goalies in the league, and they're both hurt. They're both banged up-ish. It looking, it's looking like Antti Ranta will start. Freddie Anderson's not even suiting up for game one. They have a rookie from uh, Russia, Peter Choshnikov, or Choshnikov, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Peter uh, P-Y-T-O-R is going to be the backup in this uh, thing. So Boston might scare Carolina here. What's your read on Boston versus Carolina round one? Man, you know, it's funny because, like, on paper, you're like, Boston, you know, ten out of, or eight out of ten times, right? Um, but Carolina is one of those sneaky teams. I think they're a lot better than people even think. Uh, but, man, this is a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with Boston here. I think at the, at the end of the day, they have a more complete roster and a roster that's more playoff ready. Yeah, man, if if I had more knowledge or faith about Carolina's goaltending situation, I would pick the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes are very, very good. They uh, they have incredible. They have some superstar talent. Their shot suppression is incredible. Like they play extremely tight, hard uh, team defense. So they're not going to be hurt. They're not going to be ruined by the loss of Freddie Anderson, but at the end of the day, seven-game playoff series could be Patrice Bergeron's last stand. You know what I mean? This could be the last stand for these Boston uh, these Boston players. Like, this Bruins team as a unit, I don't think they're going out to, uh, to Carolina's backup or third-string goalie. You know what I mean? Had Freddie Anderson been healthy picking the Hurricanes because of where this universe that we are living in, we're going Boston. So it's, it's, it's all Boston all the time on the BAM show. Yep, agreed. All right, next up, Lightning versus Leafs, buddy. That one kicks off 7.30 this evening. I got Lightning in five or six. I think Tampa is is just uh, playing possum. I think they're going to shock Toronto, and changes are coming in Toronto. That's what I think is happening. Uh, I think you said it best, honestly. I think that is the greatest 
certain way to put it. Like short, sweet, to the point, lightning in five or six max, and uh, things are going to change here in Toronto. Yeah, I did a hockey pool last night. I ended up with like seven lightning players. That would suggest that I think they're going far. We will talk more about Tampa Bay in uh, the future here on this podcast. Next up, buddy, this is a main event in any marquee in the in the country, especially in Canada, though they're two American teams. But this is just some good Canadian hockey, a couple teams that will beat the piss out of each other. St. Louis versus Minnesota, 9.30 p.m. This series is going to be dynamite. Yeah, this one is. Um, you know what? I'm gonna have to honestly put my my eggs in the Minnesota basket. This is a team that for the past three seasons or so, they've been better than they are on paper. Even this year, I think that they're a lot a much better team than people are giving them credit for. Uh, you know, they have the defensive pieces and there's something yep. you know, when I was talking about playoff hockey. It's that toughness in the playoff hockey. It is, and this is where the Leafs are going to flounder, is they are a very European, like, very technical, very fast team, but they're going to get their asses handed to them Mm. in the playoffs. And a team like Minnesota is there to beat everyone up. That's the thing. But St. Louis is, is full of heavyweights, too. Like, this is a heavyweight matchup. You're you're right about Minnesota, though, man. Like, they, they will fucking grind you down. They are a tough team. And they also have some high-end talent, namely Kirill Kaprizov, who is like 107 points or maybe more this year. He went off. He's amazing. But, yeah, man, I just think St. Louis is too deep. Um, the goalie situation for either team is a little iffy. But Fleury's getting old. We've you bet against uh, Mark Andre Fleury at your own peril, I guess. But I'm gonna bet against him this time. I am going with the Blues. They had nine twenty goal scorers, man. Their top three lines of forwards worth of goal scorers. There might have been actually a defenseman in that nine, to be uh, fair. But yeah, anyway, like you know what I mean. Like nine players on that team. They roll a deep, deep squad. I like the Blues. I think the uh, the Blues are gonna take this one. Uh, I'm going to have to honestly go with Minnesota. I think Minnesota is uh, one of the teams to watch out for. Nice. There's a little disagreement here. That's good. Um, Next up, we have this is going to be a fun one. This is like a speed versus power matchup. The L.A. Kings who want to play defensive one nothing hockey versus the Edmonton Oilers who have uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Boris, we love the Oilers here at SNME Radio, but uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a tough matchup for them. Yeah, um, this one is a very, very hard one to call. You're right. You're like this is the now the resurgence of the Kings. Uh, they've been kind of out in the crapper and the shitter for the past couple seasons. So, and this is the first year they're back in the playoffs in a, in a, in a couple years. Um, and then there's Edmonton. You know, the team that should be doing a lot better than they should be in the playoffs. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for that year, what? 2017 when they made the finals or the or the west finals um who you know if it wasn't for the leaves floundering as much as they do it'd be edmonton the one that we talk about all the time but that's true toronto almost lets edmonton off the hook in a way they do because how can you have Connor mcdavid and all these just just honestly generational talents and not have like five cup rings by now um, but that said i think the kings they're just too fast, and, and and like and their style of hockey is so, you know, it's not the prettiest, but it gets no. the job done. 
That's the thing, man. Well, like Philippe Dano, like the Montreal Canadiens made the finals last year on the strength of his defensive play. Like he didn't score many points, but he shut down the best player. He shut down Austin Matthews in that series, like shut him down. Go look at Austin Matthews numbers in the first round last year, uh, especially after they were up 3-1, by the way. But yeah, man. So Philippe Dano and Anze Kopitar, 1-2, possibly the best 1-2 defensive punch at center in the NHL. So they match up really well with Edmonton. And I trust Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, who could split time. Quick is going to start, I believe, the series, but they yep. could both get action. I trust both of those goalies significantly more than I trust any Edmonton goalie. So this is a terrible matchup in a lot of ways for the Oilers. Uh, I don't think the Oilers are going too far in the playoffs, although I, I struggle to pick against McDavid and Dreisaitl in the first round. So I think the Oilers win a hard-fought seven-game series. The LA Kings take a lot out of them, uh, and it would not shock me to be wrong about this one, man. The, the Kings are a tough matchup for the Oilers, but I will say, say Oilers in seven. I'm going to have to say Kings in seven, uh, you know, and, and simply because I want to go against you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, honestly, this is one of the harder series to call, in my opinion. Uh, it definitely. It's a tough one. Uh, here's one that's less tough to me. Pittsburgh versus the Rangers. Uh, Pittsburgh's actually favored in Vegas. That's shocking to me. The Rangers have the best goalie in the league this year, uh, Igor Shesterkin. He was 10 points clear of anyone else in save percentage. This man is insane. The Rangers have a really good physical young team. They play fast. They play hard. They don't know what they don't know, and they have a, a great goalie there. I think the Rangers win this series in like five games or four. Like I think the Rangers are going to stomp the Penguins. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's this this matchup is going to lose Vegas and bookies a lot of money. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, we might be wrong again. Bet on bet against Sidney Crosby at your own peril, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Betting against Sidney Crosby. Yep. Uh 7:30 on uh Tuesday, the Capitals and Panthers kick off. Panthers win in four or five. Panthers will stomp the Capitals. Like in what universe are we living in where the Panthers are just so freaking good? They've slowly but surely built up a juggernaut. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't think it's time to talk about the Panthers' weaknesses yet because, yeah, the, the Capitals are kind of limping into the playoffs. Don't love the goalie situation. Ovi looking a little – he still scored 50 goals. He's still incredible. But he's slowing down. He is. He's so – I don't know. I, I The Capitals are not – uh, peaking, you know what I mean? They're they're on the downslope. Kudos to them for still getting in the playoffs while on the downslope. But yeah, Florida's going to stomp them. Yep, agreed. Uh, Nashville versus Colorado. This could have been a really great series, but you see, excuse me, you see Saros. Uh, Nashville's goalie is out for probably an extended period of time. Does not look like he's playing in the playoffs, and that's a tough beat. So Colorado very well might sweep this Nashville team. Another four or five game avalanche win this one. Man, you're right. You're right. Uh, I think the biggest question about the Colorado's playoff existence this year is when is Kadri going to get suspended? Oh, I almost spit water. That was good. Yes, the the inevitable Kadri suspension we know is coming. Hopefully, they get it out of the way early. Maybe he can just get suspended in game one of the series. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like that's the thing, right? Like I like I think Colorado's a great team. I think Hodger's a very good player, but he just becomes such an idiot in the playoffs. Like has no one talked to him? Like this isn't a one or two year thing. It's every well, single year he's in the playoffs. He does something so dumb that gets him suspended. And for you to get suspended in the playoffs, you know you've done something dumb. He does have the repeat offender tag, so people are watching him closely. But then again, can you argue any one of the suspensions? No, I think he deserved to be suspended for all of those uh, incidents if you go through them. So, yeah, man, he is a bull in a china shop. Um, And that brings us to our final round one series. It will kick off 10 p.m. Eastern time Tuesday, Dallas at Calgary. Again, man, I I hate to say it again, but I think Calgary is just a way better team and will win this series five or six games. Dude, I cannot, even if I wanted to, and as we say in BAM, in my gut of guts to go against you, <laughs> I can't. Honestly, Calgary, such a good team. We called, well, you called this at the start of the year. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm i going to toot my own horn a little bit, man. I have a bet in, which I made in September, I think, for uh, Daryl Sutter, coach of the year for the Flames. That looks like it's going to hit. Uh, I was all in on the Flames this year, man. I, I said they were going to win the Pacific. I said they were going to be very good. This was the year that they would ascend, and I, it's it's happening. The Flames are going to go deep in this playoff run. 200 po- uh, point scorers, man. Uh, Selkie-level defensive center in Elias Lindholm, someone who plays awesome team defense, similar to a Kopitar, similar to a, uh, a Dano. He can shut down your best player. And they have a great goalie in Jacob Markstrom, too. So, yeah, Calgary Flames going deep. So, quickly, let's go to the second round. We both picked Rangers and Bruins. That would be a round two Eastern Conference matchup. Rangers-Bruins, who would you got? Who do you take there? Bruins. Interesting. I'm going Rangers there. So I would have Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final. Boris has Bruins in the Eastern Conference Final. Both of our West or our East semifinals, Florida versus Tampa Bay. Who you got there? That honestly is a matchup. Oh, like this That would is, be such a sick series. Yeah, that's the series that I really want, just because I think it would be incredible to watch. I think both teams are, you know, finals, you know, uh contenders. But I'm gonna have to go with Tampa's uh just veteran presence on this one. Agreed. Yeah, I think Florida Tampa could be a rivalry for a couple of years now. Could be really, really good. Little battle of Florida versus uh, the Miami franchise, the Panthers versus the Tampa Bay franchise, the Lightning. But uh, yeah, you know, too too early for Tampa Bay or for Florida. Sorry, Tampa Bay will win this series. Tampa Bay in six or seven. So my East final, Tampa versus Rangers. Your East final, Tampa versus Bruins. We both taking Tampa. Yeah, we're both taking Tampa. Tampa to the Stanley Cup Finals. So my West semifinal, Flames versus Oilers. Yours, Flames versus Kings. Who you got? Man, this one's a hard one for me to say, but I'm going to have to say the Flames. Yeah, man. Flames are going to walk to the West finals. I think the Oilers are going to squeak by the Kings and get obliterated by the Flames. It's going to be sad for Edmonton fans, but they're going to lose. Sorry, sorry guys. But yeah, Calgary's got your number this year. I think Calgary's just too damn good. Uh, Colorado versus, in my opinion, St. Louis. In your opinion, Minnesota. Who you got? I'm going to have to say Minnesota. I just, there's something about Ooh. Colorado and I'm telling you that Kadri, uh suspension is going to come in this <laughs> round and, you know, they're going to screw themselves. But I still think that Minnesota is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And I think that uh, they're destined for the West finals. 
So before I officially pencil this in, Boris, this is you going back on your regular season I pick. Know. You had Colorado to win, and you're a fi- this is the official bail. You're officially off you the know Colorado what? No. train. No, I'm not. No, I take it back. <laughs> Colorado's winning. All right. Colorado's yes, winning. I- I agree. I do think Colorado will beat the St. Louis Blues in a hard-fought series because you can't play St. Louis and not be playing hard-fought hockey. That's just the way it is. Uh, So my West final and yours, Colorado versus Calgary. Is there a chance that Calgary could squeak back into the cup finals? We're going to see the rematch, Calgary versus Tampa Bay, the 2004 callback. I would love it. I think that would be good, but I think this, like, again, honestly, Colorado is just, they're too good. I think that they've prepared so much. They have the team. They have that veter- the veterans. They know what to do, and I think they know how to conserve enough energy to make it this far and have a really good run. I'm going to have to say Colorado, unfortunately. Uh, I agree. I'm not backing off of Colorado either, buddy, but much like I said about the uh, the second round Eastern Conference matchup, Milwaukee versus what I thought would be Brooklyn. But I'm also saying Boston. Whoever wins that Milwaukee-Boston series will win the NBA title. Boris, whoever wins the West final between Colorado and Calgary is winning the Stanley Cup. I think Tampa Bay is going to run out of gas in the Stanley Cup final. They will make it that far. I want to have the balls to pick Calgary to win the Stanley Cup. I really do because I've been saying they'd be good. They'd be good all year. Man, it would be awesome if I just called it, if I was the only one. But I think Calgary loses to Colorado. Colorado beats Tampa Bay in six games. Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup over Tampa Bay. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm going to have to agree 100% with you. So you you almost bailed on Colorado, and then you unbailed, and you, you stood firm, and you are sticking with the Avalanche. But there was a moment there, Boris. There we was a moment. It's on, there was a it's moment. There was, it's, it's, it's been recorded. It's out there. It's in the public <laughs> domain. All right, but still on band. We're still riding for the Avalanche. So I look forward to Nashville sweeping them in round one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, that's that's sports for now. We'll be back with more talk about the NBA, of course. We'll we'll give you some uh, some updates on the playoff pool once I start crushing and getting money from my friends. All will be well. Yep, and then also this week on BAM, we're going to be talking, or next week, uh, in a few days, we'll be talking about MLB's new pitch timer, because I think that is a fun conversation to have. Well, we kind of, yeah, we kind of started talking about the pitch clock, but we can do, yeah, we can do... uh... We 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 can do a little bit about the pitch clock. Another thing that we wanted to talk about is the uh, the signal uh, technology. Yep, yep, the signal technology. I think that one is a lot more interesting. So just to like quickly preview that one, um, similar to the quarterbacks, the pitchers and the catchers are now uh, mic'd up uh, to relay signs, and this is essentially uh, to determine or to try to deter uh, sign stealing. Well, yeah, which is interesting because you could maybe figure out signs and codes in a different way. You know what I mean? You, players can counter because they're, they're you, theoretically, you'd think the batter would be able to hear what the catcher is saying, right? Because he's right by him. So anyway, it's, it's a, we'll, we'll talk more about it next, uh, next show Friday afternoon slash evening. It was very interesting. Baseball is evolving. It's a word that you can rarely say a phrase that rarely comes out of one's mouth is baseball is evolving. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up the sports side. So let's chat some wrestling, some pro wrestling. And we're really going to focus on Impact Wrestling here. We have the pay-per-view Rebellion to chat, then some Impact TV. We're going to basically give you highlights of both. Uh, uh, and, and I think it's safe to say that Impact is still like on an upper trajectory overall. Yeah, absolutely. Seems like people were really stoked on on the rebellion show a couple uh couple really good matches there are some there's two matches that i have written down here that i have not yet seen i did not watch rebellion yet unfortunately but i do think will probably deserve contention uh for the 122 list right a couple matches getting some big hype on this show so that's always good to hear yep exactly all right, so let's chat some rebellion. All right, so the first match of the night was Eddie Edwards versus Chris Bay. This one was actually changed uh, day of, uh, so Chris Bay was thrown into the match. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Eddie Edwards versus Chris Bay. Uh, this one, Chris Bay won in about 9 minutes, 20 seconds. This one was all right, all things considered. Um, and then we went into now what makes sense to me was for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship, the influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood versus the inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay for the Knockout Tag Titles. I was very upset with this one. Uh, this one went about 6 minutes, 30 seconds, and the influence, Madison Rain, Tennille Dashwood defeated the inspiration in what very well could be the inspiration's last professional wrestling match. Yeah, as we've known now in the uh, week or so in the intervening time, the inspiration have uh, kind of quietly retired from the ring for now, at least. Uh, so that kind of it sucks. You know, I thought they were very talented, but hey, I, who knows why they're doing it and all the best to them. Yep. All right, into the pay-per-view we go. We get Jay White versus Steve Macklin versus Chris Saban. The main story here was Steve Macklin kind of still going against Team Impact people. Uh, then you threw in Chris Saban, you threw in Jay White, um, and Steve Macklin ends up winning this opener in about 11 minutes, 50 seconds. This is an okay triple threat. Uh, I think Macklin was the natural one to go over uh, just because the way that they're building him up, it just to me seemed weird that he wouldn't go over, but here we are. Yeah, I can uh, I can see that. Agree with that overall assessment. Yeah, weird to have uh, Jay White uh, losing a curtain jerker, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. When this when when he's probably going to like be in a sub main event type for the Forbidden Door show, right? Like it's kind of yeah, right? funny yeah. how that looks. Absolutely. All right, Diana Perazzo. Taya Valkyrie for the Reina de Reinas Championship, the AAA Women's Championship. Uh, Taya Valkyrie ends up winning in about nine minutes. Very fun, competitive match. Diana Peraza, Taya Valkyrie, they have really good chemistry in the ring. Awesome. Yeah, I miss Taya in NXT. I loved, loved me some Frankie Monet, but I'm glad she's out of there onto greener pastures. And that title looks good on her, you know? It's just kind of meant for it. Yep, um, and one of my favorite matches of the night, you had Trey Miguel versus Ace Austin versus Mike Bailey in a triple threat for the X Division Championship. Uh, some of the chatter that I've seen, and, and, and I agree with 100%, is that Impact has done a great job of taking back the X Division and really making it feel like the X Division again. 
Yeah, and you, Trey Miguel is a huge part of that. He's had some awesome matches over the last year. But Speedball Mike Bailey is what the X Division was supposed to be all about. Like, the most groundbreaking, the most unique wrestlers doing the coolest shit in the ring, right? Yep. Regardless of weight limits, it's no limits, etc. So, yeah, man, I, 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 this was one of the three matches that I have written down as much must-watch for the 122 list. Uh, excited to check this one out. Yep, Ace Austin ends up... You know, I think it surprised a lot of people, but when you really sit down and think about it, it makes sense. Ace Austin, who is best of the Super Junior Bound, FII, uh, Ace Austin, oh. ends up winning this match in 10 minutes, 20 seconds. You should check out the brackets for that. We'll talk about that later on this week on BAM. Uh, but uh, no Kushida in the bracket. But there are some interesting names in the best of the Super Juniors brackets. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta found his way in there. Yeah, we'll do a good preview of that next uh, next episode. Too. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Ace Austin wins. Fantastic match. All right. Then in a match that really had mixed emotions, mixed feelings, mixed reviews, and that is Jonah versus Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, mixed reviews indeed. I heard a couple people say that this match was bad and they didn't like it at all. And I also heard people say it was awesome. So to me, that that makes me want to see it more. Uh, the fact that it, it got mixed reviews is like, oh, it was kind of something different, something unique that people maybe didn't get. So yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see it. How did you feel about it? I thought it was pretty good. One, my one complaint, and this honestly would have brought it down in my ratings, is that it almo- it went almost 15 minutes. So you think it went too long? I went way too long, in my opinion. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I guess uh, I guess I'll see when I get there. But yeah, fair enough. I like Jonah. I love Tomohiro Ishii, so I'll yep. definitely give this one a chance. Could be. Could find its way on the list. Who knows? Yep. And Ishii ends up winning this, and uh, I was actually a little surprised by this result. Um, and I was thinking, hmm, interesting. So they must have plans for Ishii. And on Impact TV, we found out what those plans were. All right. Then we got. The tag team scramble, man. You know, I love gauntlet matches. I think are being overdone in wrestling right now. Yeah, it's a little cliche. This was the old tag team turmoil gimmick. This uh, this gauntlet and uh, violent by design keep their tag team titles after winning the uh, elimination challenge, as they yep. called it. Thirty three minutes. This match way too long. Uh, there <laughs> were some good sub matches in there. I think that. Um, you know, you, 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 the good brothers are being good brothers. They're going to kill everyone. Uh, Matt Taven and Bennett had a very good showing overall. Uh, and Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, very good heels. Overall, okay match. It just, I don't know, I'm just done with gauntlets right now. Yeah, that's fair, man. Yeah, I think they're, they are, uh, they are, yeah, become cliche, become overdone. Yep, and then in one of the most anticipated matches in all of pro wrestling, who would have ever thought that an anticipate, anticipated match coming from Impact, that's Moose versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. This match, I think, is going to be in quite a few people's top lists of 2022. Nice. I believe you might have forgotten a match just because I'm following along on Wiki. I think you forgot Tasha Steeles versus Rosemary, big homie. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this match... Yeah, this match wasn't the best. And again, looks okay. So Tasha Steeles does end up uh, winning this match, but man, she honestly feels second fiddle in this women's in this knockouts division, and it bothers me. 
Well, clearly you forgot that her match even happened, <laughs> but yeah, man, like, uh, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. It sucks to see Rosemary and Tasha put in the quote unquote death spot here as it was the, uh, the throwaway women's match, the cliche of the throwaway women's match. Yep. So then Moose, Josh Alexander, Impact World Championship, as I mentioned, might make a lot of people's top lists of 2022. This match went 24 minutes. It was good. But I may have to rewatch it to really properly place it somewhere. They told a fantastic story. It was really well done. It was a very 50-50 match, um, you know, and the end started getting a little a little too wacky for my liking. But a little wonky, it, a little, little wacky, a little wacky, like just, just overbooked. Right. Ah, um, yes, but yes. good storytelling. But, you know, Josh Alexander hits the C4 spike, gets the win. 24 minutes. New impact world champion. Nice. Yeah, he deserved that title. I think it's time to put him, put it on him. They had to I, I like the idea of building up uh, the main event run that he kind of went on, especially when they were maybe borderline unsure if he was going to resign. But uh, yeah, he looks like he's impact through and through and he is the right man to hold this title. So I'm pumped. Yep. And this leads us into last Thursday's Impact Television. And we get started right away. The tag team division is actually pretty strong right now. Uh, Violent by Design starts to show. They're talking. Uh, Heath and Rhino come out. They throw their uh, their names in the hat for the proverbial contention on the tag team division. This leads us to the re-debut, debut whatever you want to call it, the appearance by Dumb Boys, the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe, are Impact Wrestling's newest addition to the tag team division. And, uh, yeah, they come out. And, and I was a little surprised, man. Like, I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised the fact that they're being thrown right into the title picture. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, they they should be treated like a big deal if they're gonna show up. But yeah, it is it is borderline surprising that they're just that they're here at all. I think good for them though. They it's nice to see them do something in wrestling. Now that Ring of Honor's kind of uh, toast. Yep, and this led us straight into the first match of the night: Heath and Rhino versus the Good or versus the Briscoe Brothers. Um, this match, you know, to no one's surprise, went the way of the Briscoe Brothers in about seven minutes. Pretty fun match. It was a very good introduction for the Briscoe Brothers. Like you said, they were made to feel like major players, like a huge deal. And I think Impact did a great job of introducing them. I am a little surprised, though, that I thought they were going to, like, have a side, you know, uh, feud, maybe against the Good Brothers, you know, because of the multiverse of matches uh, and, you know, the, 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 you know and, and that takeaway. But sure, here we are. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I cannot argue that, buddy. Yep. All right. So then this sets up kind of with the through story for the entire night. And that is, for some reason, Josh Alexander versus Moose in a rematch from Rebellion. Uh, and, you know, they're going back. And, and Moose essentially stalks, t- is talking to Scott Damore. Uh, more of the same pretty much here. But the big takeaway here was that Scott Damore has a hand-picked opponent for the winner of the Moose-Josh Alexander rematch at their Under Siege Impact Plus special, which is this Saturday, May 7th. That's a quick turnaround for Impact there, but sure. Yep, exactly. And then remember, May 8th is the next WWE pay-per-view WrestleMania Backlash. So busy weekend in pro wrestling. 
Yeah, 100%. Which reminds me, I got to shoot out an email blast. We got to get picks for last patron standing, Boris. We only have 11 people left, though. So it's it's it becomes a much easier ask every month as we dwindle. Yep, and we'll talk about this a little more a little later, but, you know, we we, we there are ideas to keep games going, keep something going, keep the incentives there, uh, but we'll touch on that as we close the show. All right. Next, we had VSK versus Bupender. Gujar, Gujar continues just tra- just trouncing over everyone. Uh, so that's kind of uh, was was a thing that happened there. Then we saw a uh, pretty big tag team match. It was Honor No More. Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett uh, versus Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Mike Bailey. Oh, Man. Motor City Machine Guns and Speedball. What a trios team. Yep. Honor No More ends up getting the win here. Um, but I believe that, I, you know, the, the the announcers were doing a great job of kind of building tension between Bailey and the Motor City Machine Guns. But they did it in such a way that it wasn't the typical can they coexist. Right. OK, that's interesting. A little, little twist on that cliche. Uh, your boys, Honor No More, Taven and Bennett getting W's. Yep. Um. Yeah, so then we had a Decays, Rosemary and Havoc versus the and the Impact Knockout Champion Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Uh, Decay won in five minutes. This match was okay. Uh, you know they're continuing this storyline, but they added Taya Valkyrie to it. Um, so I kind of like how everyone's kind of mixing here in the Knockouts division, and I really just want Tasha Steeles to feel like the number one knockout in this division. Yeah, that's fair. I want Rosemary to feel like the number one knockout. But anyway, yeah, yeah neither here nor there. I, I know what you mean. The champion should be the uh, focus. Yep. All right. This leads us into, you know, some promos. Um, you know, they're, 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 this show was good. It was just a lot to take in because they're trying to build under siege. They're trying to, you know, they're throwing out hints for Slammiversary, which is in Nashville. 20-year anniversary of TNA in Nashville, oh. Saturday, June 19th, Slammiversary. We have some fun stuff to do around that time uh, also. Absolutely. Yeah. We, there's going to be a little Bamiversary coming at you, uh, perhaps uh, perhaps on a separate feed. We're still working on that. But, yeah, we're going to be celebrating the 20-year anniversary of TNA with the thing that we have teased number a number of times, numerous times. Yep. And this leads us into the main event. Josh Alexander versus Moose for the Impact World Championship. I appreciated this match. It told a very different story from the Rebellion match. Basically, Moose controlled and dominated this match. It's like, you know, he he sat down, you know, watched the tape, knew where he went wrong, and he did everything in his power to kind of right his wrongs. But Josh Alexander is just too good. He's way too uh, uh, you know, um, unpredictable. Ends up getting, you know, come, 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 come from, uh, you know, almost being down and out. Thirteen minutes of on air time. Josh Alexander defeats Moose. Interesting. Yeah. So they went a, a good while, changed up the structure. Uh, well, you, probably this was not as good as the pay per view match, no, right? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. There's commercials, you know, and, and you know, seeing such a one sided match. And seeing a rematch so close to the actual match kind of took me out of it right from the get-go. Fair enough. Fair enough. But the biggest takeaway from the show 
it's probably who Josh Alexander is going to be facing at Under Siege, their Impact Plus special Saturday, May 7th. That is once Alexander was able to celebrate his win. Tomohiro Ishii made his entrance. And that is the hand-picked opponent from Scott Damore. Nice, nice. So the card for Under Siege actually is kind of okay. So we have uh, for the Impact title, Josh Alexander versus Tomohiro Ishii. What a match that's going to be. We have uh, PCO versus Jonah in a Monsters Ball match, which is going to be insane. That should be a lot of fun. We have W. Morrissey versus Brian Myers in a tables match in case enough tables don't break in the Monsters Ball. And... uh, Ace, uh, Ace Division, X Division champion, Ace Austin, defends against Rocky Romero. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yep, exactly. It's going to be a nice little card. I'm sure they'll add a match or two this week on Impact TV. But yeah, that that's where we're at. Um, these specials, I, I think, should be more separated, especially after a, like a full-on pay-per-view. But whatever, here we are, Impact Under Siege this Saturday. Yeah, there's almost no chance I watch this full show, but I will probably catch the main event. And honestly, PCO versus Jonah Monsters Ball, that's right up my alley. I'm going to watch that too. Yep. Yeah, I think think it'll be fun. All right, dude, let us get into some fantasy warfare. Yeah, the real main event of this show. Now this is one in Cyclone World. And this week on the main event of BAM, we are going to be chatting AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Forbidden Door, but specifically, we're going to have some fun with this, because as you know, Matt and I love to have lists, we love to ponder, we love to think, we love to to poncify, poncify, what's the word, Matt? You know where I'm going? That's the word, thank you. Uh, ESL, buddy, ESL. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of fun with this, we're going to have... You know, we're, we're going to create some cards. We're going to have our dream matches. We're going to tell you what our dream matches are. We're going to each have a go and, and see what is going on. But, Matt, this week, we're changing things up a little bit. Because we might even need to change the episode name, the show name, because it's more than just BAM. It's P-BAM. Pam. Bam. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Because we are joined. This week, by a special guest, a patron of the SNME Network. The SNME listeners know him. If you're coming from BAM, you're going to love this man. Paul York, thank you for joining us. Well, well, thank you very much. I actually thought the name of the show was going to be BAMing, because you keep calling me Yorkie. So, <laughs> oh, true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a very or, good point. Very why, good. BAM. Why BAM? And then you can give a whole lecture of why you pick BAM. And stuff like that. <laughs> the philosophical question i love it exactly that that's the type of show that we have here every friday morning or afternoon or saturday could be sunday hell it could be wednesday when you listen to us regardless thank you for listening to us uh so paul thanks for 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 coming on um you know so the way that this started was you know after the announcement of the forbidden door i'm sure all of our collective nerd juices started flowing in our brain and we started you know thinking about what matches we are going to be seeing June 26th in Chicago. So Paul took it upon himself. He started a thread at the SNME Facebook group, and he said, what is your dream card? So this kind of you know snowballed into this idea, 
And as I mentioned last week, we want to bring in more listeners. We want to bring in more conversations. And and this is a perfect one to have because we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. So, Paul, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, and 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 what you come from the UK. You live in the UK. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, and and, and what uh, how long you've been watching wrestling for. And uh, you know, you know, let's get to know Paul a little. I think I. Um... I think it's the third time I've been asked this on 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 a show that that has come from Mr. Agnew, but this isn't come from Mr. Agnew; it's from you two. Exactly. Um, I watched. I, I I started watching wrestling when I was about six, seven years old, and it was just WWF all the way. It was always WWF, and then um, I think it was about eleven or twelve. I do my local newspaper over here. I'm reading the paper. Wrestling show at the Spa Theatre, headlined by the British Bulldog. I was like, oh, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go. And I went and I watched the show and it was terrible wrestling. <laughs> but the British Bulldog was there, he was at the main event, he won. And I was sat front row and it was brilliant. I shook the British Bulldog's hand and I was like, I'm never washing this hand in my life. Obviously, I have since, <laughs> but I was I, I was hooked, and it was le- later on that I discovered WCW. But I was never a hardcore WCW. So I've always well, only until two point I've, I've only been a WWE hardcore thingy. But I, I love AEW when that came along. I love New Japan. I I I just discovered all these different companies and it's just amazing yeah exactly uh so do you watch any local companies any local promotions uh there was a company called um i've forgotten what it's called mine's just gone but there was a company in hull where near where i lived they had a company um the main companies in the uk that i loved was icw but I still love them, but they're more intertwined with WWE now. Same with Progress Wrestling. But they've just become an overhaul. They've just had an overhaul of management. So I'm going to try and take a peek back at that. And it's bugging the crap out of me now what the <laughs> the whole company was called. It's no. not, I don't think it's, it's, it's new something. I know it's new something. Yeah. yeah I'm going to rest. I'm going to find it. Oh. Yeah. New you Generation find... Wrestling, that's it. New Found Generation it. Wrestling, there we go. Yeah. But I don't awesome. think that, that, hasn't, that, that hasn't been going since, since COVID. Knackered wrestling, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. COVID, COVID you know, it, it, it's, it really destroyed a lot of independent uh, promotions. Even here in Toronto, uh, you know, you've probably heard us talk about Smash Wrestling. Uh, you know, it's that's basically gone at this point. Uh, people have moved on. They moved on to Barry Wrestling. And we're getting a bunch of promotions right now up here in, in the GTA. And it's just, it's it's crazy right now. But uh, yeah, so, 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 yeah, so it's great. So thank us, thanks again for coming on. And like I said, I think we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. So the way that this is going to work, we're going to get right down to business. The way that this is going to work is we each took some time to think about what card we want to watch for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, June 26, Chicago, Illinois. We are, were given 12 slots. 
to fill up. And we're going to go through each match one by one. We're going to chat about each other's cards. And we're going to, you know, just have some fun with this. Uh, for those of you listening, reach out to us. Let us know what you think is going to happen. Uh, but let's just get right to business. All right. So Forbidden Door Mock Cards. Yes. So, yeah, two things. So, hey, listeners, please let us know whose card you like the most, too. That's most important here. Someone <laughs> must be declared the winner, Boris. We could even do a poll. Uh, we'll figure it all out. But uh, also, um, you, who should go first? How should uh, the order go? So, should we give our guest the honors? Paul is going to have to start this off. And then we're going to go Paul, Matt, Boris, and that's how each round is going to end up going. Because, you know, just like last night's NFL draft, anything can happen. All right, so match number one on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view card. Paul, who do you got? Okay, so I'm in the show, which is technically the the second best match. of You open the show with a good match. You close the show with a good match. And I'm going to open the show with possibly the most over team in wrestling at the moment, my first match is FTR, and they are going against the Grills of Destiny. Oh, ooh, oh. very, nice. very interesting, nice. very nice. I like very it. Nice. So, I, I, I like the call. I like the match. FTR definitely has to be on this card. I, I assume all three of us have FTR somewhere. Yeah, funny enough, I have FTR versus Gorillas of Destiny, just not in number one. Oh, interesting. I have FTR versus a different team. We'll get there when we get there. Okay, so my opener, I'm thinking the first, you're right, Paul, uh, but sometimes it doesn't have to be necessarily like the best possible match, right? What what you need to do to start the show is to just get the crowd going, right? So here's what I'm thinking. Show starts with Chris Jericho's entrance, Judas. It's a 10-person tag. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and Kojima and Tenzon. That's how we're going to start this card. Kojima pins someone, probably Matt Menard, with a lariat. So New Japan kind of gets a win, but it's not really New Japan versus AEW. Excuse me, I would like you to say his name properly. <laughs> Daddy Magic, Matt Menard. Thank you very much. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies to all Daddy Magic truthers out there. Or Daddy Magic namers. <laughs> or Daddy Magic himself. Very cool. That's a very cool uh, opener. Anything else you want to throw in there before I throw mine at you? No, I, I think uh, I think I sold it pretty well. Bars, take it away. All right. So my opener is you gotta. I'm similar to you, Matt. You gotta get that crowd going in terms of something to get them to latch on. So I have Minoru Suzuki and his entrance to open up the entire show versus Darby Allen. Oh. Yeah. Two people That's who an, clearly yeah. have a death wish. Two people who will just kick each other's asses. And, you know, I've talked about this on the show a lot. There's something about, you know, that, 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 the, 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 you know, varying aspects. Like you have this young guy who clearly has a death wish versus Minoru Suzuki, who is going to comply to someone's death wish. So, you know, <laughs> having said that, I would have. Minoru Suzuki absolutely dominate this match, but somehow Darby Allen would end up getting the win. That's cool. I have Darby Allen on my card, but just a bit later on. All right. Uh, same, same. But yeah, I love that match, Boris. That's a great call. That's something I didn't know I needed to see until I heard it just now. Yep. All right. So that is 
match number one completed. We're going to move on to match number two. Yorkie, you're up first. Right, I'm going to say this is a match I can guarantee one person in this match needs of you to have on your card at all. Um, but I've seen him recently, the last couple of weeks, and he's been on upswing. He's not, well, he's won one, he's lost one, but they've been really good matches, and he's going against another a, a Japanese guy who I, I admire a lot. My next match is Dustin Ronalds versus Hiroki Goto. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Wow. You know what? I I don't have Dustin on my card. Goto snuck onto my card. He did. But uh, I, I do not have Dustin Reynolds. That's an interesting match. A veteran, a mean guy match in a way. Because Dustin can mix it up. I like that one. Yeah, and you know, I'm trying to think of who would win this match. Because none of, the, none of them need this win, right? Like, it's not like any of the careers are going to go to the shitter. No one's going to get, quote unquote, buried if they lose. Because, you know, people love throwing away that word buried like it's, uh, you know, the word jobber around here. But, uh, no, that's a very, very good match. Um, and, and and that brings up a great point. Twelve slots. As big as both rosters are, this was actually pretty hard to actually get down to just 12 matches. You're telling me? I've scratched about four or five matches. Yeah, right. Been- I can tell you right now, I don't have Minoru Suzuki on my card. Whoa. You see? There you go. Right? And and it, you kind of see which wrestlers we follow as well. All right. So, Matt, who do you got for match number two? So, I will say this is the most uh, fantastical of the fantasy book. This, this is going to require the most fantasy because I don't think New Japan would allow this to happen. But here's what I have. So, Hook needs to be on this card. He's, he got, you got to have, you must send Hook. But who does Hook wrestle? Because Hook's got to win. Hook's not losing yet. So here's what I have. Hook versus Evil, a main event on Eddie Markey in the country. And I have Hook surviving all of Evil's shenanigans and tapping this bitch out in the middle of the ring in seven to eight minutes. But do I think that would ever happen? No, I don't think New Japan would feed Evil to Hook for no reason. That's what I want to see. So I'm putting it on my card. Hook versus Evil, and Hook wins clean after uh, surviving, withstanding all the uh, Bullet Club nonsense. That's awesome. That's a great match. That's a great call. I like that. Uh, just because evil loses, right? I, I, nothing, <laughs> there's something to be said about evil losing. Funny that you should bring up Hook because I did have Hook, but I had to cut him. And I had Hook versus Shota Umino. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyways, so my number two uh, match is the only women's match I have. Uh, if you know me, you're in, you know who one of the participants are. It is from Stardom. We have Julia, and she is going up one on one versus Tony Storm. Nice, nice. Tony Storm, that's a good call. Tony Storm might be the Owen Hart uh, Cup winner by that time, Boris. More than and, likely, uh, yeah. in my opinion. More than likely, because, you know, AEW is going to want to erase her May Young win, so they're going to give her the Owen Hart Cup win. Uh, I have a feeling that Tony Storm might might be mentioned later. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. All right. So in terms of winning this match, I'm going to have to give this match to Tony Storm. Um, Yeah, I think that Tony Storm would end up winning this match. It's kind of like, uh, you know, been there, done that in stardom. I'm the queen of stardom match. All right. So we're going to move on to match number three. Paul, who do you got? 
Uh, we have a first. We have a repeat wrestler already. Uh, I have uh, Darby Allen against El Desperado. Oh, nice, nice. So I get the uh, the junior heavyweight champion in there, and I I, I would have El Desperado go over. Yep. I can see yeah. that for sure. I can see that for sure. Mate. El Desperado, he is one of those those wrestlers who's just sneaky becoming great. Can I can I change my, that match? Because <laughs> I, I, I want to add someone in that match already. Let's do it. It's just sure? popped into my head. I would like to make that a triple threat match and make it El Desperado versus Darby, Darby Allen versus El Fantasma. Ooh. Oh. Nice. Very nice. We I like that. Love some LP here in Canada. So I fully support that decision. Yep. Yep. All right. Matt, what's your match number three? So match number three is my FTR match. And I'm thinking just just let them continue to collect belts. So FTR versus Ocon and Cobb, the current IWGP heavyweight tag team champions with the caveat that if, if the championship were to change the IWG championship at any point, FTR versus whoever the tag champs of new Japan are. But at this moment, the great Ocon and Jeff Cobb, I have FTR winning by uh, pinning one of them with the shatter machine, the uh, big rig. Yeah, I can totally see that match. That match would be so good. FTR name me a better tag team in the world right now. Can't do it. Nope. Exactly. All right, my match number three. I had to really think about putting this man in this card because you know how I feel about this guy. And that is Andrade, and he's going to be teaming up with his good pal, Naito. And they are going to be facing oh. Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. <laughs> Whoa, that is a that is bananas. I like it though. I definitely am interested to see Andrade and Naito. I didn't even I didn't even consider that. Little X and X, you know, just they don't always have to face off each other, they being New Japan and AW. In this case, you have the original Ingovernables with Naito and Andrade against, you know, two guys who are cocky mofos, Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. Yes. Like, I think the combination of osprey and jericho would be absolutely insane that's a good call i could i again something i hadn't considered but i can see them as a tag team for sure yeah and in this match you know just because i feel like the forbidden door is going to be a feel-good show for the most part andrade and knight are going to go over so that is my match number three we are already on match number four paul who do you got right i have a i have a backstory for this match I, it's all planned out in my head, right? My next match is Jungle Boy Jack Perry, as, as Jim Ross would like to call him, <laughs> against Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, the Hiromu spot. I yeah, love it. I, I told you, this, this, me and Matt have been talking about this, right? I, this, this one match that came to my head. Right. So what I'm thinking is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus drop the titles to FTR at Double or Nothing. Okay. Christian is like, oh, they're there. All right. Like, like he played the seeds last night on Dynamite, didn't he? He was like, you yep. loser, you need to fucking beat yourself up. Um, excuse my language. Um, he does the same again at Double or Nothing. Jungle Boy loses this match. Christian beats the shit out of him. <laughs> I like it. We know. solidified in the heel turn of Christian. Yes. It's coming. And that's it's a been, good time to do it. There have been seeds planted even last summer, right? Like when he would kind of 
quote unquote take over you know jungle express so i kind of i like i like where your head's at all right matt what do you got i also have hiromu here two of the craziest men in all of wrestling hiromu versus darby allen this is a dream match to me i want to see this one they just go absolutely insane two of two of the people who are just determined to break their own necks right now yeah. in professional wrestling and uh Darby Allen versus Hiromu, you know, either one could win, but I think the way I have my card balanced, Hiromu would have to win this one. So Hiromu wins via insert back and forth cruiserweight match finish here is what yeah. I wrote. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, what's the over under on broken bones on this match? Oof, I, one and a half and I'm taking the over, Boris. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I like that. All right. So here's a... I, I, this match I really had to think about, and I cut some pretty good wrestlers to add this match, but I think this match would be fun, and again, just because it's New Japan and AEW doesn't mean that they have to face each other in every match. So hear me out, guys. Trent Beretta, Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy, and Toru Yanu versus House of Tortures, Evil, Show, Takahashi, and Dick Togo. Ah, interesting. Interesting concept for a match there. I have something kind of similar coming up later, Boris. So I like where your head's at on that one, big homie. I like that. I like that. And obviously, Chaos is going to have to get the win here. Because like I said, it's a feel-good show. Let's give some faces the win. All right. Nice. Sorry, sorry, Paul. That's a nice. Yeah, all right. We're going to move on to match. Numero cinco. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, number five. I have I have my first women's match, and it is a tag match. I have got Black Desire, the current Stardom Tag Team Champions, against Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Oh wow! Oh, oh wow! It interesting match. Yeah, we had we didn't. I don't know if we articulated this at the start, but there is a Stardom show going on at the same time as this show. So we restricted yeah. ourselves to only two Stardom wrestlers uh, each per card to make it somewhat well, realistic well i've taken that wrong so I, I i thought you said two matches so oh sorry match yeah yeah right. that's fine if yeah if you have three or four that's fine just a realistic well, amount we couldn't just fill our card with stardom wrestlers yeah because well, that's figured, what matt's gonna I, do I, later you know <laughs> as he in his novellas he's gonna take a deep dive anyway <laughs> anyway, I, I figured um, they're going to use the, the, the World of Star, Stardom champion is going to be on that Stardom card. So I thought right. we could borrow the tag team champions. Yeah, so, that makes sense. I mean, Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid. That, 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 what, what more can you want from them two? They're, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And you pair them with Tony Storm and Ruby Storm. I only put that much together because I saw them two on Dynamite last night. I thought they'd be a good tag team. Bush. There you go. I like it. I like where your head's at. Two uh, strong, well, semi-strong in Ruby's case, uh, baby faces in the women's division. Uh, so I also have a women's match. It's also uh, yeah, stardom related. So uh, we we're gonna, and this is this is one. It's gonna be tough for them to actually lend her, but I'm hoping we can get Mayu Iwatani over, and Mayu is going to tap out Boris, Doctor Brit. 
Baker with the wheelbarrow dragon sleeper. So Mayu Iwatani, big win over Dr. Britt, who's bulletproof. She's Teflon. She could afford the loss. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That loss would do absolutely nothing to Dr. Britt Baker. And I think it would for sure, you know, here's the thing, right? Like, I feel like in a card like this, you want to kind of put over the talent that's a little less known. And this in here, it's a perfect example of that, right? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and Mayu is, 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 she's incredible. She's right up there with EO and Kyrie, and she kind of came from that generation, right? So I think she's definitely worthy of the uh, the spotlight. And if stardom would lend her, I think it would be a good spot for her. Yeah. So, uh, I, I had both of those, I had both of those ladies on my match card, and I thought I'd take them both off. Yeah. Pick. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard. It's hard. <laughs> This is so much harder than you think. Like, it's crazy. All right, so my fifth match is not a women's match. It is a one-on-one. And I actually had to remove Ibushi from my card to put this match in. And here my it is. My God. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's a, it's it's the person from AEW. This person has gotten an, uh, a weird reputation since his move to AEW. So it is Ishii. Versus Miro on a one-on-one just slapfest. Oh, 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 I am super for it. I I would love that match on paper. That is a dream match. Do we know if Miro will be healthy by June twenty-third? Well, my assumption is he will be twenty-six. He will be uh, yes. because if look, I have another injured person on my main event. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, he will. Yep. Says Boris. Yep, exactly. All right, that is match numeros. And in terms of a winner, I'm going to have to say Miro, just because he would be returning from injury, uh, and, and he just needs to just get that. He, he, I feel like he needs to rebuild his reputation a little, right? So, all right, match number six. Paul, it's all yours. Oh, big match fail now. I've, I've gone for Cowboy Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page, not Cowboy. Hangman Adam Page. Against Will Ospreay. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, Paul Yorkie, man, that's that's so funny. We have such a similar show, my friend. That's all I'm gonna say. But <laughs> like, I like that match a lot, buddy. <laughs> yep. All right, Matt. Who do you got? So this is match number six. So. I figure we need to not only have good matches on this show, but we need to set things up for the future, right? So, Ring of Honor, television title, number one contenders match, Tomohiro Ishii versus the Spanish god Sammy Guevara. How's that for a match? You got to get Sammy getting booed hardcore on this show. Tomohiro Ishii beats the shit out of him. Sammy does all his uh, flippy boy things. And Ishii wins, not with his brain buster, but with a fucking lariat. Ishii wins by clotheslining the soul out of this cocky young man. And then Samoa Joe comes out, makes his entrance, and it sets up Joe versus Ishii down the road. Yeah, it's funny because I actually had Ishii versus Joe as my my, uh, match. But I had to remove that. Um, I can see that only if... Only if Ishii can clothesline the shit out of Tay Conti at some point. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Boris, we're going back to ECW with that one. I'm not <laughs> I'm not advocating that. But <laughs> hey, if you want to see it, man, we should have done that in Philly last night. I know, right? All right, so we are in match number six. 
this is kind of like the midpoint match, right? Like this is when people are starting to get a little tired. You kind of want to rewake people up. You want to give them a banger. We're talking about long-term stories. I believe that this match would be great. And that is CM Punk versus Kenta. Oh, man. Again, Boris, a, a match after my own heart. I think that's got to be on this show. We might all three of us have that match on this show just because they have teased it pretty aggressively. So, But, Boris, now, are you saying that you think this is not going to be for the AEW World Championship? Yes. Yes. Actually, here's the thing. I actually didn't even include any belts in, in my card just because okay. it's, it's whatever. But... I believe that this match would be for the AEW World Championship because as much as I believe that Adam Page could benefit so much from retaining at double or nothing, we all know what's going to happen, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, so in terms of of, of, of a finish here, because it would be for the belt, CM Punk obviously wins, uh, but... You know, we we still have some more schmazes uh, to lead into another match. All right, match number seven, Yorkie. What is your seventh match on your dream card for Forbidden Door? This is where for me it starts to get good. I, I've gone for starts. Mox. <laughs> I've gone for Mox against Shingo Takagi. Oh, shit. That's huge. Shingo is the one who I love him so much, but I just, he got left off the card. Creative has nothing for you this month, Shingo. (laughs) I'm very, very sorry. But yeah, I left Shingo off my card, and that's a great match. That's a beautiful wrestling match right there. Good call, York. You know what's funny? We cannot complain about booking. We cannot complain about cards. We cannot complain about people being left off of cards. Because look at the names that some of us are leaving off of our own cards. It's true, I'm, man. It's I'm, tough. I, I forgot to mention, I haven't got Kenta on my card either. There you go. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. There you go. All right, Matt. Match number seven. Who do you got? Match number seven for the AEW women's title. My second uh, stardom wrestler, Kyrie. Kyrie saying, not Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's got to come over. Uh, she's definitely, uh, she has the experience and she's going to put over Thunder Rosa. And that's why Dr. Britt Baker loses her match because they're going to split with stardom one and one Thunder Rosa beats Kyrie with the fire Thunder driver. Uh, and hopefully they have the best match of Thunder Rosa's title reign so far. Yeah. It's been a little underwhelming for my, for my liking, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day. All right. My match number seven. I we already heard this match, and this is where I have FTR versus Gorillas of Destiny. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're gonna jump right into match number eight, Paul. Match number eight, Wait. AEW New Japan Forbidden Door, June twenty sixth, Chicago. Who do you got? I have got. It is is my second Stardom match. Well, Stardom featured match. Um, it is for the AEW Women's Ch- Championship. But it's not against Kyrie. It's Thunder Rosa against Utami Hayashishita. Oh, that would actually be so good, so good. I, 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 I will tell you now. Originally, my tag match was going to be Hayashishita and and Aphrodite. You know one about that, yeah? I forgot the name. Uh, Sayaka Kama, Kamahita. Kama, yes. Yeah. Kamatana. That's it. Um. Against, it was meant to be them two against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, and I was going to have Mayu Iwatani 
against Thunder Rosa. But I switched it because I wanted to say hi to Cheeto and, and, and Thunder Rosa more. So. <laughs> Fair enough. No, that would be an incredible match. Utami, uh, possibly one of the most underrated wrestlers on earth. She's fabulous. And she, though she had a great like world title run, I people are kind of forgetting about her this year. So I'm for it. Yep. All right, Matt, who do you got for spot number eight in your card? All right. So we got a couple big wacky tag matches coming up. The old get them on the card tag. So how does this sound, Boris? It's a 12-man tag. The undisputed bullet elite of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Switchblade, Knife Pervert, Jay White, Kyle O'Reilly, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus Chaos of Chuck Taylor, Hiroki Goto, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta, and of course, Yoshihashi makes the cut. He's on the show. And though my uh, my temptation here is to just have Yoshihashi eat six finishers and lose, I think <laughs> I think the undisputed bullet elite has to lose this match, has to show a couple cracks. So Jay White somehow fucks over Adam Cole. Trent Beretta pins Adam Cole, and Chaos scores a huge upset over the undisputed bullet elite. That would be awesome, man. That That's a fun little match. And that's a match that just has so much story potential and so many yeah. breakaway matches from for, for many promotions. All right. Here's my match number eight, guys. Hear me out. Listen to these. <laughs> Good listen start. to this tag team. <laughs> I, I, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus nice. Shingo Takaki and Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, yeah. I'm for it. Let's do it. That sounds like a great one on paper. Yeah. Uh, it's just something about, like, you know, you have two big guys. You have the smaller guys who could just go. Oh, the dynamics in this match would be so great. And I would have to give this one to New Japan just because New Japan needs some wins. All right. We are heading to the bottom of the card. Match number nine. Paul, who do you have? Right. Answer me one thing. Answer me one thing. Who is the ultimate good guy in New Japan? Okada. Uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah. Who is the ultimate bad guy in AEW? Oh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Exactly. That is my match number eight. MJF versus Tanahashi. That's incredible. That is actually, that's brilliant. That's a great one right there. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. I really like that one. All right, Matt, who do you have? And match I, I, number I, I, nine. Sorry, what were you saying, Yorkie? I was going to say, this is one of them. I don't know who would go over. (sighs) From a pure... MJF MJF with the ring is my first thought. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, You know, if if my booking mentality, feel-good show, uh, Tanahashi would have to win. True, that makes makes sense. That's a good call. Um, All right, so this is match number nine. So this one requires a little bit of fantasy, too. And I know that uh, I'm I'm not expecting uh, this person who I'm about to say to have, like, an incredible five-star classic ever again in their career. But it wouldn't shock me to see them wrestle again. So here's what I'm doing. The Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and William Regal versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, and Tatsumi Fujinami. His old ass gets in the ring, and he and William Regal can grapple around for four or five minutes. Neither of them take a real bump. 
Abushi's going to be hurt too. So the vast majority of this match would be Tanahashi selling for Moxley and beating up Willie uh, Wheeler Yuta. And I have Tanahashi reverses a Wheeler Yuta roll up to win this match. So the uh, the New Japan Legends beat the Blackpool Combat Club, which fits into uh, a story that I will touch on later in the show. That's awesome. It's funny that our car. It's okay. We are a lot more similar than I thought. Because here's my <laughs> match number nine. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I love how we all have Tanahashi in the ninth spot. That's funny, eh? Wow. <laughs> yep, yep. This match has been teased. This match has been, you know, thrown at us. This match is a match that a lot of people want to see. This is a match that I'm sure that we will see. So at better stage, if not a Wrestle Kingdom, if not a Dominion, then the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. I think they're advertising that match for the next New Japan Strong card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but this could be... Mike was saying that on the show. Yeah, you're right, but this could be a rematch and they could split the, the victories between them, yeah. right? Oh, that's yeah. exactly... That's exactly where my head's at. They would split victories and, uh, you know, there would be the bar, the, 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 the rubber match at some point. Yes. Match. All right, so that was nine. Oof, we're rounding the bend here. Match number 10. Paul, what is your match number 10? I think this is the the match that is pretty much a lock for the actual show. And if it isn't, I, I, I will be surprised. I, I've, I've gone... I've, it, it, I'm going with, with the 10-star classic going to happen. It, it, it's Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Mm, <laughs> yes, yeah. I really hope so. That would... I, I kind of hope that that's coming. I did not book that on my show. I do think that somewhere down the line. You know what I think, Paul? I think that's going to happen in the G1 this year. But great match, though. It's got to happen at some point. Yep. Matt? I, booked Zach, I put Zach Sabre Jr. to go over as well because he's he's a hometown but was he's a home country boy. So Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. I've got yeah. a All right, Matt. Zach. Match number 10. Vegan v vegan. There, this one is uh, is one that Yorkie. This was originally my main event, but sadly, I I do think CM Punk is going to win the AEW title, so you can't really main event this match. But Hangman Adam Page versus Will Osprey, and I think Page would win this match with some kind of finish that plays into the whole Osprey gimmick right now of kind of getting screwed over. Not really. Let's say dummy version off the top of my head. Uh, Hangman hits the buckshot lariat, and Osprey's foot is under the bottom rope or something where he. He has a legitimate case that he didn't actually lose, but he lost. But yeah, yeah, Hangman Page gets some heat back, beats Osprey in what easily could be match of the show. Yeah, that would be an awesome show. All right, so here's a funny one for you guys, and I'm going to throw this out very quickly. My match number 10, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Hey! <laughs> I love it. I love it. It is good. Great minds think alike and uh, yada, yada, yada. Match number 11, sub main event. Paul, who do you you have as your sub main event? Right. All the way through this, I've had, what, two tag matches and the rest have been pretty much singles matches. I've I've gone for an eight-man tag for for my sub main event. Nice. I've gone for the Battle of the Elites. I, I've gone for the undisputed elite of Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and Jay White against the golden elite of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, 
and Ibushi. Ooh. 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 Interesting. That would, yeah. That would be amazing. So what do we know about Ibushi's health? It's pretty feasible that he could be on this show, right? I have him in my card. I have. I don't have him in mine. I cut him from mine. Uh, so, yeah, no, I like it. I think, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is a tasty match, number 11 right there. Yep. Who would you have I'm going gonna... over? I, I have, I, I've got, right, in, on my sheet, I've, I've got brackets on each, each game, each, each match, sorry. And I have no answer in that one. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've gone for shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> I love it. Uh, for it. Yeah. Safe to say shenanigans would indeed ensue there. So, yeah, I think that's good. Um, yeah, so my match number 11, AEW champion CM Punk versus Kenta. I think CM Punk versus Kenta has been teased pretty aggressively. They're teasing it on social media. I think fans want to see it. They expect to see it. So, And it's a good defense for Punk. So Punk beats Kenta with the go-to-sleep in the semi-main of this show. All right. My semi-main is similar to Paul's. Yet again, it is the undisputed elite that we saw on Dynamite last night versus Jay White's Bullet Club. Who's in the five? Who's in Jay White's bullet five? That you see, that's a tough one for me at this point. Um, it would it would be all New Japan guys. That's that's okay. for sure. It wouldn't include. So, yeah. No Chris Bay. No uh, Anderson Gallows. No. 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 It'd be all New Japan guys. All New Japan guys. So, all right. And any Fair variation, enough. any variation. That's why I actually didn't specify just because I do feel that over the next few weeks, you know, Adam Cole, they're really going to be building up this relationship between him and Jay White. Uh, but yeah, but you got to think about it, happen. though. You, 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 you had the house of torture on your car. Yes. That, that pretty much eliminates takes up a lot of the um, bullet club. Yeah, it does. It does. <sighs> See, this is the match that I was like tossing and turning on that I should have deleted. Maybe you need, maybe you should have put the. Good bro- to be fair, you can have the the Good Brothers in there because even though they're not New Japan now, they were. Yeah, and they will yeah. be soon when their <laughs> contracts run out. So yeah, we'll let you amend that. You can at least throw the Good Brothers in if you wanted to throw in Chris Bay, so that you don't have to use Evil because unless he's tapping out to hook, he probably shouldn't be on the card. Agreed, <laughs> 100%. All right, so that is my match number. Okay, guys, this is it. Main event times. All right. Main event, think, who I do think, you I got? Think, I, 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 I think most people have figured out what, what my main event is going to be because I didn't say I had Kenta on, on, on my match card because I don't think he deserves a match on, on the card. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone with CM Punk versus Kazuchi Okada, but title versus title because Punk's winning at double or nothing, and I put a time limit draw. Nice. So would it be 30 minutes, 60 minutes? Probably. Do you think they can go 60 in the main event of this show? I think it'll go 45. Oh, okay. That's a fair compromise. I like it. I, I don't think CM Punk can go 60 just yet. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So my main event uh, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson. And I see them having an absolute classic around 30, 45 minutes. Okada wins, but the way that you massage that. So Okada wins in the main event, but I think if you look through my card, AEW has won more matches. I think it's like six to five with some shenanigans. And the show ends with Kenny Omega showing up, challenging Okada for the IWGP championship. Do you know what? I'm happy if I don't ever see that match again. 
No. Don't get me wrong. They were good matches. I don't need to see it again. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, I see a lot of fans agreeing with you, but I think it, there's money in doing it there once is. in the States, you know? There is money, and that's the thing. That is why, my friends, at the end of Double or Nothing, <laughs> when CM Punk is crowned your new champion, Kenny Omega returns, sets up the main event for my Forbidden Door card. That is Kenny Omega versus Okada, and they are going to go to a time limit draw only to set up the return match in Japan because we know that they're going to have one of these cards in Japan. So Omega versus Okada is the main event of the year. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. So you think they do it right away? Huh? I think they would do huh. it right away. I think they would do huh. it right away. Uh, it's like you said, you know, I, a lot of people don't want to see this match, but this match still has a ton of money around it. This match is money. This match was money. You know, even I'm on the uh, I'm in the middle of this. But, you know, you, you say Okada and Omega, you know, you're going to get pay-per-view buys. You're at least going to get an all-time classic match or something approximating that. You're going to get something very good in the ring. So they're a main event quality, if nothing else. Exactly. So hey, that I just, is. I just said a thought. Obviously, this is this is in, in June. Is it June or July? June. June. I come back up holiday. Yeah. Um, obviously, a bar is going to be there. Obviously, I'm guessing Jado and Gedo will be there. Yeah. What if they're scouting for the G1? Hmm. That's a very good call as well. I, I'm sure because that someone's going over. Like, one or two wrestlers are going to go and participate. Yeah. I think just, I think the Blackpool, I just think the Blackpool Combat Club will go over. I can see all that. three. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, maybe all three. And Yuta can lose a couple matches in the G1, but be there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, can you imagine Yuta in, in the G one? Like Yuta oh. versus Yano. Let's do it. Um, exactly. exactly. Oh, this is a lot I'm... of fun. This is a lot of fun, fellas. I think it was a it's solid little segment. Exactly. All right. So those are our forbidden dark cards. Again, we want to hear what you think. Who out of the three of us have the best card and let us know what you think. What would be on your card? Uh just remember Forbidden Door, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW. Chicago, Illinois, June 26, 2022. It's going to be a hell of a show, tons of fun. And, of course, we're going to be covering it here on SNME Radio and BAM. Uh, so, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. We hope to have you on soon. And, uh, yeah, you know what? It's going to be a very fun few weeks as we actually see what this card looks like. All right. Again, I want to thank Yorkie for coming on, for throwing out his ideas. And Matt, I think before we go, we should talk about how we want to be a little more interactive with SNME's patrons. Yeah, we just want to make sure that we're offering something cool and, you know, fun and worth your money for the top tier. So we're going to always have at least one game going on, hopefully. Once this last patron standing ends, we're just going to start another one, last patron standing too. And if you're top tier, you're always invited, always qualified to play in last patron standing. On top of that, if you're top tier, we're going to get you on the shows more. We're going to try to do some Rampage reviews with you. If you're interested, you're very welcome to try your hand at podcasting as well, you know. And maybe uh, maybe you'll discover a hidden talent And uh, who knows where it'll go from there Or maybe you'll just have some fun talking some wrestling With some pals, that's good too, right? So, uh, yeah, so it was great to have Yorkie on We're going to have Yorkie back 
and uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, send out. Uh, we're going to send out some invites for the Rampage uh, Roundtable, the Rampage Ramble. And yeah, man, exciting times, Boris. Yeah, very exciting times. Again, we have such a busy week here on SNME Radio. You know what's coming. So that's that. Matt, Bam Monday. Monday, Bam. Always fun. The Bam Stravaganza. Super-sized Bam. Hope you enjoyed listening. And we'll be back on Friday. And we'll be also, we have to watch that stupid NXT show. Man, it, uh, we honestly, uh, like, sorry to the hardcore NXT fans. Sorry to... Brian Firth, the original NXT talk fan, will always remember you, but we might we might quit that show soon. I hate NXT so much. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, but until then, we'll be covering it. We'll be, you know, having giving our thoughts, whether they be positive, whether they whether they be negative. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll always do that show at least for the time being. We'll see what ends up happening later on this year. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Thanks for listening to Bam. Until next time. Goodbye. Go Avalanche, go Flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah.